Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey everyone, just me at the top of this Patreon preview of Top 5 with Dave Thornton to let you know about the shows I'm doing at the Brisbane Comedy Festival, July 31st, August 1st, in the afternoon. So you can come and see the show, go get some dinner, then go and see some other shows as part of the Comedy Festival up there. So make sure you go to joshell.com.au for some tickets to see both shows or just see one, whatever you can. I'd love to see you there. Also, uh, if you're in uh, Melbourne, there are only six, six tickets left for the birthday show. So get in very quick. Hey, and if you like what you hear on this episode, hear the whole full thing. Go to patreon.com slash DYKWIA for $4.50 a month. You can get free episodes every week of Top 5. When I say free episodes, I've just said you've got to pay four fifty a month. But you get bonus episodes is what I should have said. Bonus, Josh. Anyway, enough jibber-jabber from me. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to Top 5, the Patreon-only podcast where I, Josh L, sit down with a good buddy and we discuss the Top 5 of a topic of our choice and this week, return guest, fan favourites, Dave Thornton. Hey. Yes. It's always nice about getting uh, a second invite to a podcast. Yeah. Something alarming when you don't get the second invite. I know. that Someone does a uh, – they do pod stats online and they do a whole thing like this person took this many weeks before they were invited back. I'm like, don't say it like that. Like I've probably invited them back but they were too busy. Like don't be like, oh, yeah, I, I took two years before I invited them back. It's like, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I like it that they've put the podcast in the area of we could snub people. Yeah. <laughs> but I know after having podcasts that weren't even as close to successful as yours, that quite often you're like, please. Yeah. And people go, oh, no, I'm getting paid for something. <laughs> I, well, that's my thing when I didn't used to put out who was on because I'm like, well, they'll pull out your paid gig or an actual yeah. stand-up gig, something <laughs> that they know I can go in there. I don't have to think about being on my feet and like sending through stories. I have too much work for mine, for other people. Everyone's like, oh, so much work for you, Josh. I'm like, I, I have it easy. I just compile the stories. I've got, like, the yeah. guests have to fucking do the homework. <laughs> yeah. But we don't do that on this one. Oh, we do a bit of homework. But what we're doing today is we're counting down the top five quotes, our favourite quotes. Uh, I have a big list and I, I send it out and you pick this one off the list. It's good. Yeah, I was looking at it. I mean... It was funny because you also said, here's the one, some of them are really dumb, which yeah. I thought was really funny. And they were really dumb and I thought we could go with some of these, but I thought, nah, it will just be then really stupid. But I thought quotes can still be stupid because yeah. I get annoying people quote people at dinner parties. Yes. But then you often, I thought, no, it usually leads, a quote makes me laugh or yeah. even if it is dumb enough. Yeah. Are you, are you one of these affirmations around the house? Like you have little things up around the house? I think I used to in my 20s when I took myself seriously. Yeah. But now it's just things. Like it'd just be things like get more sleep. Yeah. Get someone to look after the kids. Uh, <laughs> a mutual friend of ours has had them up in his house and one of them was be funnier. That was, yeah. Can you imagine the partner? Don't. I know. <laughs> it really annoys me. Just to turn it down a bit. All right. <laughs> so what we're going to do, we are going to uh, go through our favourite quotes. Now, I've, I've chosen quite uh, short ones, apart from the first one here, which is I'm going to read. This is the longest quote of mine. Okay, Ooh. so this is uh, from, do you know the Melbourne band The Lucksmiths? 
Yes, I've heard of that name before, yeah. but it could have been from you. Probably. So they were like around the, the Melbourne folk scene kind of in the 90s and early 2000s and they disbanded. Uh, and then uh, Tarly White was the lead singer and uh, Mark Manone was the song, songwriter. But Daniel Kitson was possibly their biggest fan. He loved them. Wow. And so they asked him to write the liner notes for their EP, A Hiccup to My Happiness. And so this is one of my favourite <laughs> ones. This is the longest one. So it's, it's Which is a great title, yeah, Hiccup for My Happiness. Yeah, they're, they're really... You can tell he likes them because they're so well written. Like that's all okay. like it's it's very clever. Almost you'd go, Oh, you're like musical comedy if you just put like one or two jokes in these songs. That's R- that's what it was. So clever wordplay. Big influence to my early stuff. So this is Daniel Kitson. The world is too big for love to be real. There are too many people in the world to ever know, beyond everything, that you're with the right person, that your heart is as swollen as it can be. Think of all the people in China. It's unlikely anyone will ever meet all of them. How can we know for certain, for absolute certain, that trapped inside a foreign language and a thumping in a foreign heart, there isn't love that is meant for us? The infinite possibility of existence, its limitless potential, is the proof we need that love is nothing more than an imagination, a human folly, friendship swollen with self-importance, a final retreat from the storm of possibility. The love of our life could so easily have been someone else. It's random and accidental, haphazard and unsystematic. That which we feel for one person, clinging on to the delusion of destiny, could so easily be felt for a million people should the timing and the meetings and the mutual readiness have co- coalesced at some other time in some other place. Should someone else have accepted us or rejected us, then everything would have been different. And once we know this, we know that love is a lie. Not honesty, but deception. Not heroism, but cowardice. An unspoken agreement of mutual consolidation and compromise. A shield from possibility and a bed in which to sleep. Nothing more than that. But I do still miss her. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I love that. So, that was when... Because I, I bought that album. I was a fan of Locksmiths. Fan of Daniel Kitson. Oh, this is a great surprise. And it was when you would read the, read the liner notes. You'd buy the CD or the yep. record. You'd read the liner notes. And that was a very nice little... Oh, this is great. My two worlds kind of music and comedy kind of combining. And also tweeness with a bit of like... Oh, here's a joke though. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm not lying in this tension the whole time. Yeah, because a hiccup to my happiness was actually apparently written because they were at the infamous Daniel Kitson show where he had a breakdown on stage, which I also was at. Me and my friend were Zane you? were at that show where he came out on stage and said, "I want to get out of this. How do I get out of this? My girlfriend's just broken up with me." And someone said, "Pretend you've got diarrhea," and he said, "I don't think that's going to work when I fly home to London." And my manager says, what happened? I said, I had diarrhea, so I thought I'd better get on a 24-hour flight. Seems to have sorted it out. Um, <laughs> yeah, but apparently the band were there as well and they uh, wrote that song, He Up To My Happiness, about, oh, I think it inspired about the, you know, the heartbreak or whatever. And then, uh, yeah, so they asked him if he could um, write the liner notes. Wow, because, I mean, for people who don't know, Kitson is like, he is the comedian's comedian. Yeah. He came over here. You can barely find any of his stuff. I don't think there is any stuff on YouTube of his. There's only two gala spots. Yeah. Yeah. And he's unbelievable. A wordsmith, hilarious. But yeah. it's also now pushed it into other areas yeah. than just stand-up. Although now he's going back to stand-up. Is he? Yeah, I think I think his thing was like he wants to get rid of all... Because he was also famously in Edinburgh would not do Fridays or Saturday nights. Yes. Uh, would try and make his shows as hard for cunts to turn up as possible. So he'd have them like at 10 o'clock in the morning. 
just going, no one, no one who's had a big night or is drunk is going to be at the show at 10 o'clock in the morning. Or 10 p.m. You yeah. know, doing from 10 p.m. to midnight. And I've been in those shows and gone, oh, my God. Yeah. It's killer. So, uh, and then, yeah, and then he kind of occasionally would come out to Melbourne but not be in the guide but do these yeah, shows at yeah. the Malt House. I remember one year, though, he, I mean, he's a very nice guy. As well, like he's not like an. Artist. No, he he's is. Yeah, yeah. He once took an ad in the back page of the Green Guide or the EG, just saying, "Hey, my show's already sold out, but go and see these shows." And listed a whole bunch of local shows and other like UK acts that he thought, "Oh, these these people deserve your eyes." That's so indie. Yeah, it really is, because you always see those people. Like I think Tim Vine did this in Edinburgh, just had a huge billboard saying, "I'm not doing a show this year. Enjoy." <laughs> like, yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah, I always think about that because you and I would have grown up on, you know, indie pop and rock in a time when people didn't want to be famous despite the fact that they were really famous. I know, yeah. And it does all of that, this generation's heads in because now people are like, no, 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 that's exactly what I want yeah. and I do want to be famous and it'll give me everything that I want. Which is why hip, I think hip hop was important for that because they were coming from a place of, you know, especially in America, of trying to get out. This was their way to get out of the poverty. Yeah. And it's only those indie rock kind of bands who actually probably came from a fair bit of, you know, privilege that could go, oh, we don't want to sell out. Yeah, because you know you can always just go back home to your parents' house. So Sonic Youth <laughs> yeah. are a big one for that. Like, oh, we but they all come from money. And it's that thing of like, yeah, you still sign to a major label. Like, yeah, yeah. you're the reason that Nirvana kind of signed to a major label. Because, oh, well, if Sonic Youth can, we can. Like, and so, and it's that thing of like trying to pretend, oh, no, we're not, we're not playing the game when you're so much playing the game. I know, I remember Eddie Vedder at... Uh, like American Music Awards or Grammys or something like that and he's he was up there presenting an award and going you know these don't mean anything like, yeah but you're here yeah exactly you're here either play the game or don't play I, I was talking to Cam James about this on, on the, an episode of this because when he did Rove's show the Saturday Night Rove yeah he thought the comic thing, oh, I can go in and really mess with up and he goes no then you get in there and it's like TV and it's exciting and I'm like yeah I want to and everyone's been so nice and yes. everyone's like actually a really good and all they want is for you to do well and it's like yeah why would I want to like shit on these people and like like make them like extra work like yeah yeah all right that was my number five nice uh i believe i actually looked at the things that i brought in this time i think it's just the same topics as we had right. last time yeah for top five yeah last time it was like childhood heroes yeah, yeah. i really i really stay in my lane yeah <laughs> this is my brand but this one's from groucho marx it's just one that i that always tickled me it just says i don't want to belong to any club that will accept me as a member yeah which I looked it up then and it's like a story his son has told and written in and it was like either the Friars Club or a tennis club in Beverly Hills. Yep. And that's how he just wanted to get out of it. Because they got Groucho in, he wasn't enjoying participating yeah. and paying the money to be in these clubs and that was his excuse to get out of it. Which to me is just such a comic also mindset of like, okay, you really want me to know, and I'm sure he did it as a joke, but yep. it's also a reflection of our own egos when you're like, like, I don't know how you even have it, but early days in comedy when people come and say, oh, I really like what you're doing. You're like, what? That shit? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. horrendous. My thing with Groucho Mark is it's so funny because, like, you know, when you are dealing with wordplay, which is what he did, like, yep. and I also, in my writing sometimes, when I'm writing songs, it's like word. And then you, you come across a line and go, that's really clever. And I, be, I go, I better look it up to see if this has not been done before. And so often someone like a Groucho Marx or a Stephen Wright has done it before because it's just wordplay and it's not yeah. like and so my favorite one of his which is um outside of a book dog is a man's best friend inside of a dog it's too dark to read <laughs> yeah. i may have ma- made that up but it's like that it, that is yeah. uh 
yeah, it's such a good line, and just that thing of, and I think Sean McAuliffe does this really well. It's just that those kind of phrases that you kind of just go around in circles within the phrase, mm. and like I think Russell Coit is a great one of that, that as well. Um, I was I look I looked up Sean McAuliffe for this, but I couldn't find the one I was looking for. But one of them was like oh, I can't remember. But there's so many great ones, and uh, also I don't know if you ever watched the show People Like Us. It was a documentary series, yeah. a mockumentary series in like the late 90s, early 2000s, made by the BBC. Yeah. And just so many lines like that was just like, just kind of going in and around on itself. And yeah, so good. I read, because you know, with these kind of things, you look them up then, you get on the website and then you start pouring into it. Yeah. Like all of these ones, I was like, I'll just pick one out because it's yeah, yeah. getting ridiculous. There's one that made me laugh that he'd written to someone saying, uh, I picked up your book the other day and I found it endlessly hilarious. And one day I'll read it. Yeah. <laughs> Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium.